time for the Susan Taylor Podcast, where we discuss the yoga of mind, medicine, and healing. Author of Feeling Good Matters, Sexual Radiance, and the Vital Energy Program, Dr. Taylor imparts authentic knowledge and practical tools that inspire, educate, and empower us to be a healing force for positive change. So join us and take your life and our planet to the next level. Hello and welcome to episode 97, Can You Counteract Negative Thinking with Meditation? The lens through which we view the world is predominantly determined by our feelings and thoughts. With this reasoning, it's important to be vigilant with what we feel and think, and it would really be useful for us to examine the nature of our thoughts. You know, you might ask yourself, are your thoughts generally more positive than negative? Do they lay the foundation for an optimistic or pessimistic attitude? And are our thoughts or feelings open to possibilities, or are they closed and defensive in nature? In today's episode, I'd like to discuss creating a new positive habit of thinking, six common causes that spark negativity, and how to bring the mind back to optimism. Negative thinking patterns particularly when they've become habitual, can be very, very hard to break, especially because we don't even recognize the patterns since they've become our normal functioning. The same is so true of the body. We get used to the stiff neck or the digestive upset, and then we adapt to the habit of the body. We don't even recognize that that's really not the way we need to feel. Both our biology and environment actually influence our mind field. Remember, the body and mind are one. Being healthy or not healthy can determine how well we process and digest our surroundings. Patterns that have been in place for years won't be undone overnight, and we know that just from experience. So it's essential for us to be accepting of ourselves as well as patient as we recognize these tendencies and start working through them. So no matter where you begin your journey, the great news is you can change and don't have to feel victim to any condition. However, you do have to be aware of your thoughts, feelings, and actions. It may not always feel like this in the cases I've mentioned earlier, since your thinking patterns become so habitual that you're not even aware of a negative thought leaking into your mind field. But with a little awareness and some time, negative thoughts can be replaced with more positive ones. And I've outlined some common causes that do spark negative thinking, just so that you could learn to become aware of that. The first is negative emotions, such as anger, fear, greed, resentment, and guilt. This creates activity in the nervous system that leads to disease states over the long run. And in traditional Chinese medicine, we know that anger is associated with, for example, liver. It affects the liver because the hormones that are secreted actually cause the liver to have some distress. Or worry relates to the lungs, just to give you an idea. The second idea that I said would spark negative thinking are psychological stresses, including family problems, poor working conditions, These actually create situations that decrease our resilience, leading to illness and fatigue. 
So we can fall into that negativity. We're not optimistic, right? We get into that state of, wow, the stresses are just overwhelming. The third cause of sparking negative thinking I came up with is loss of money or employment, divorce, death in the family. All of these are major life uh, obstacles actually that come into play, but they also exist. It's not that they're never going to come into play, they happen. And they create, they can create a very deep-seated fear that can bring us into feeling despondent, losing our confidence, and losing the feeling of absolutely optimism in that case. We feel abandoned. We feel that nothing can really go right and we're destitute. So we have to be able to turn that around because as I mentioned, loss of money and employment is very prevalent. Divorce is prevalent. Death of a family member is inevitable. We all experience and have to face death. The fourth cause of sparking negative thinking is our unwholesome surroundings. They cause our mind field to be influenced if we're not vigilant. Because our, our mind really identifies, you've heard me say before, with what we feed it. So our unwholesome surroundings, let's say we're totally surrounded by technical devices, which many people are. We have to get out in nature. We have to get out in nature, detoxing from our technical devices and actually have some wholesome surroundings. Also that has to do with number five, which I come up with was contact with other people's negativity. When we're in unwholesome surroundings, part of that is who are we associating with it? Now, we can't avoid being in a world with negativity, sorrow, grief, etc. We have to raise our own conscious awareness so that we can override that. Because there's no such thing as being in a sterile environment where everybody's in Shangri-La, everybody's feeling that in reality of where we are now in today's world. So we have to really be vigilant within ourselves to be aware when we're uh, when we're in contact with that kind of negativity, which then ties into the unwholesome surroundings. Because negativity, people's negativity can be contagious. And that's when our egos get activated and we find ourselves engaged without even knowing how it got started. And one example of that is gossip. And we always, we pray, the nature is to pray on the weak. So we have to be very careful and vigilant not to prey on someone else's imbalance because then we become imbalanced. And the sixth is exposure to violent, crude, or shocking experiences in life or in the media. I have to tell you, you know, I hear people, they, they say to me, did you hear in the news? And my response is always, no, I didn't hear it because I don't fill my surroundings and my space with negativity from the environment. I don't avoid it, but I don't go out looking for it. So we have to be very careful because the mind feeds into that stimulation. That stimulation excites the mind. We don't even know it because minds like stimulation when they're not trained and they don't know the difference between cultivated energy and stimulated energy. Because after all, Stimulation creates movement. The mind loves movement. What you feed your mind is reflected in your thoughts, speech, and actions. Are you reporting the bad news to everyone? Hey, did you hear this? Are you trying to stimulate other people with your own stimulated mind? Or 
Do you recognize this and you pull back and you learn to maintain a sattvic, a calm and focused, tranquil mind? You know, the mind can't distinguish if you're identifying with violence. For example, if you're being involved with that actual activity or you're not involved, but just speaking about it and talking about it, you become involved in the violence. So it's best to keep company with kind people, read and listen to those things that create harmony and not disharmony. I'm not saying isolate yourself from the world, but be vigilant and know how to protect yourself from negative surroundings. You know, one of the most profound that I have come across is the feeling of unworthiness. I didn't put that in the sixth that I just, the sixth uh, common causes of sparking negative thinking because it's a little bit separate. You know, when we're not connected to our own essence and established in our being, we can create in our own mind field a feeling of unworthiness. And when we feel less than adequate, our ego creates mind dialogue that makes us feel big and great so that we do this. It finds the faults and weaknesses in others. So whenever we feel unworthy, that's just pay attention to that. If ever you go and you judge another person, just go to your own faults and weaknesses and you'll see where the ego got involved. And that takes a lot of courage to do that because most people think it's other people that are the issue. Because the underlying issue of all our judgments and our negative thinking is ego. Ego needs to be polished so that it reflects our inner being, which is what I call pure radiance. And I'll be coming out with a course on that very soon. I'm still working on that. So no matter what you encounter, no matter what happens, you'll always encounter obstacles in life. That's a given. And why? Because there are certain structures in the world that don't want to change. Let's face it. It's part of the three qualities of life. And one of them is inertia. One of them is movement and the other is harmony and balance. So there is inertia in these structures in the world. And when you want to bring about something new, sometimes you come up against that resistance, what resistance, whether it be in an object or even another person, because some inertia manifests through human beings also. And inertia is one of the fundamental energy fields, as I just mentioned, that exists in nature. So the way you, you know if your ego is polished or not is consider this. When you encounter an obstacle, if, you, if it comes from ego, you get upset, you start complaining, you regard the obstacle as an enemy, and you'll become discouraged, stressed, and aggressive. Or any one of those or a couple of those. Basically, you have a reaction that creates a negative thought. When you start paying attention to this, you'll find that your mind field transforms from negativity to positivity. Your mind will become bright and optimistic. And a wonderful practice is to catch the moment and step back, observe your mind and drop it once you've taken hold of ownership of it and just let it go. Get rid of the ownership right away. And I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. Let's say, and I've been through this, that's why I'm bringing it up. You have the best intentions of doing something. Let's say you're opening an organic garden center for a community, but it doesn't go your way. People just don't want to come in and support your best intention. They prefer to go to a less expensive venture and buy, you know, at a mega garden center where it has pesticides and, you know, the bees are kick being killed, etc. But they still would rather save money and go than support the local garden center, for example. 
your heart, let's say you're the one who started that, your heart was into this. You had the best intentions for the community and for nature. But what happens is your mind being conditioned by fear because nobody's coming now, right? So the obstacle creates the enemy in the other entity. You may think, I need this to happen. If this garden center doesn't happen, I'm going to be financially destitute. Why are these people not supporting me? They're and then we start creating all these judgments of these people who have inertia because they're not moving along, but you can't judge it because it's only going to create the negativity within yourself. That's why I'm bringing it up because that negativity will hurt you. And what happens is we go into that spiral of darkness because things aren't going our way. And let's face it, if you talk to anyone who's been successful in their life's ventures, they've met obstacles. It's not as easy as just walking and everything goes your way. So just keep that in mind for anything you're setting out to do. Obstacles do exist. What we have to refrain from is if it doesn't go our way to go down into the negative spiral. People don't like me. They won't, just, they won't help me. I just had somebody who's pretty well known out there in the world who said, he mentioned a city, he said, this city doesn't even like me, they don't like my ways. And I said, no, 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 don't take that as people being inert right now, because people are inert right now, they don't know which way to go. And they're not supporting in many ways, real causes because they're having difficulty with their own life in keeping up. There's so much everyone's getting. I mean, what I saw just the other day, on a, a Facebook, I just surfed it to see what's really going on. I couldn't keep up with the amount of videos that are out there now. How could anybody even be watching that for more than 10 seconds without spinning into a spiral of, wow, what's really happening? It stimulates the mind too much. So what I'm getting at, it's very easy to do for sure, uh, you know, to get into that spiral of negativity especially uh, when you're aware of the happenings and you know your intentions are probably best for, let's in this case with the garden center of the earth, but you have to be able to deal with this, step back, as I said, observe and detach and just drop it. Just drop the experience because it will only take your health. That's the reason why I'm bringing it up. The, t the key is to go within and discover who and what you are beyond your thoughts and feelings and what anybody else is doing. And that means you're in a spiritual dimension with your own being. And that is what the teaching is all about that I do and other people do who are in the same kind of um, environment to really bring an uplift of humanity. Only then are you free from your negativity, which is rooted in a sense of lack. Once you flip the switch, you can engage in a joyful, creative and joyful, you know, a joyful, creative manifestation, creation, enjoy every moment of it and not feeling that you're waiting for the outcome to happen, but you're enjoying the process. Because if you're waiting for the outcome, you'll always be incomplete. You cannot become a radiant human being if you're waiting for the desired outcome. You have to enjoy the moment, right in the moment of what you're doing as a human being. So keep in mind, you don't, you don't need, uh, if you don't enjoy the journey, uh, it's because you're not focused on the actual journey itself. You're focused on the desired outcome. And 
the destination has then taken precedence over the journey. So you want to keep that in mind. Don't be obsessed of where you want to get. And I remember I used to say, gee, if I only get through my PhD, things are going to happen. If I only get this book published, you know, boom, boom, boom. And it goes on and on and on. Because you know what? When you get there, you're still not satisfied. And you're you know, you're still focusing on an outcome, the next outcome and next outcome, need more money, need a better job, need a house, need a partner. It's endless. Okay. So the key here, and it's a difficult one, believe me, enjoy the process in the moment and not project what has to happen. Again, easier said than done, but it's the only way I can tell you to stay happy, creative, and radiant. When your mind floods with negativity, like what is wrong? Why does no one like me? The garden center, people are out to get me. There's a name for this. Neuroscientists have named this automatic habit of negativity bias, they call it. It's an adaptive trait, they say, of human psychology that served us well when we were hunting and gathering in the savannah, you know, 120,000 years ago. But in modern times, however, this habit of brain of our brain or that's actually encoded in the brain leaves us reacting to a harsh email or a difficult conversion as our life you know we're in danger but it's really not true because it activates a cascade of stress hormones and leaves us fixated on potential threats unable to see the bigger picture and i think it was rick hansen uh, a great neuroscientist he wrote in the buddha's brain you know your brain uh, is like velcro for negative experiences and teflon for positive ones i remember that quote uh, being said so you know what when you lose your clients or your investors or any people coming to your studio or you have a disappointment in your email we want to not be wired to forget all the great things that happen in life and just forget uh, the negativity. And I just had something happen this week where I had to practice that, where something was absolutely hijacked from uh, in the web, hijacked. Uh, one of my handles for a Twitter account was just, somebody just took it over and Twitter allowed it, couldn't get through. I don't do Twitter, but uh, I didn't have access to something that I had gotten a while ago that I wanted to use. And that was it. We now own it. And they told me, they wrote me a letter and saying, hey, I just want to let you know, we now own something that you owned. Bye-bye. I've had it happen in my life. So again, I'm not speaking to you as being a holy roller here, that it's easy to overcome, but it's the practice. And anytime you think you've gone along with the practice, you know, I'm doing the year-long meditation thanks to the Himalayan Institute making that a global practice and guess what all these new things are coming up just to test how strong my mind would be so I always repeat negative thinking patterns particularly when they become habitual can be hard to break and so that's the fun now let's have some fun could because all these patterns that have been in place for years you know they're not going to be done overnight but we have the opportunity to work on them and that's how we can turn it around meditation and spiritual practices are the only things that can root up a cause of this tendency and many have said journaling is good and yes i agree it brings up our awareness it's effective but if you really want to root up the cause you have to go to the place where it starts and meditation gives you access to that. Remember, the essence of our being when recognized erases all negativity. 
So that essence of our being is our radiance. And when it's recognized, it erases all our negativity. And that's when I, uh, as you said, I'd be coming up probably in November because I'm going to be leaving for a couple of weeks, still doing podcasting, but I'll get that course up for you. The illumination of vitality that dwells within us is our vitality or is our radiance. And it's so bright that it just does not allow any negativity to enter. And we gain that through meditation. Meditation will reintroduce you to you, your being, your inner being, and not your outer being. So when meditation is taught, remember this, in a precise, skillful, and systematic way, which we teach our teachers in meditation training, the Meditation Specialist Program, it'll actually recondition the mind, which in turn changes the brain. The brain is the organ of the mind, the operator that helps us carry out our intentions. So if you've not enlisted in meditation yet, get started. And if you need help in finding a training that suits your need, let me know. I'll help you out with that. And as always, do your research. And that brings us to the end of this episode. If you'd like to be notified weekly for a new podcast, please subscribe. The Susan Taylor Podcast is available on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And if you like it, please subscribe, pass it to your friends. We need to keep building the community of positive thinking, positive optimism, and it's up to you to help me do that. So contact us at susantaylor.org if you have any questions, comments, or feedback. And thanks again for listening. Take care, and until next time, remain calm, consciously aware, living in the moment.